The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, the Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Hello to all our Pet Buzz listeners. I want you guys to know we have a new website. Dr. Fleck, aren't you excited about it? I really am. Thepetbuzz.com. It's fantastic. In addition to the great content delivered to you each week on the show, pet deals and steals from our awesome new sponsors, (laughs) as well as money-saving tips, Dr. Fleck's health tips, and a whole bunch of lifestyle content. Right, Dr. Fleck? Absolutely. And that partnered with our social media channels, I think is going to be really great for all of our listeners out there. It's going to be something unique, not seen anyplace else. I think that's a great way to sum it up. So let's get on with this week's show. Later on in the show, learn about a Russian dog named Monica, who was found without paws. And she's now walking around thanks to two women who were committed to saving her life. This is such a great story, and you're going to love it because it involves the latest tech medical products. Great, great. And one of our beloved traditions is back, taking photos of our pets with Santa is back. Chris Landroop, Vice President of Marketing and Communications of Cherry Hills Program, is here to talk to us about creating the holiday magic. Let's also think about paw care. In FlexFacts, I give you some ideas on how to protect your pet's paws this winter. Well, having festive plants in your home is a great way to brighten up the atmosphere and bring a feeling of joy to your Christmas gathering. But it's important to know which plants are safe and which plants should really be kept out of your pet's reach or which plants should be avoided entirely. And rejoining us today. Rejoining us. Yes, he joined us before. He's such a wonderful guest. I think of rejoining like this. I think of more like, welcome back. Welcome, welcome (laughs) back. (laughs) Sounds like Cotter. Welcome back, Cotter. Okay. So joining us today is Dr. Ibrahim Shakri. He is a professor of pharmacology and toxicology at Ross University, St. Kitts, Ross University, School of Veterinary Medicine. So, Dr. Shockery, of course, we're happy to have you back with us. So why don't you tell us why it's important to consider your pets when bringing home plants and flowers, especially during this time of the year? Uh, even though many of these uh, plants are uh, beautiful, uh, unfortunately, uh, most of these popular plants can be toxic to pets. So the, the beautiful poinsettias or poinsettias, whatever they call them now, Mm-hmm. They're synonymous with Christmas, and they're very beautiful. Are they are they dangerous to cats and dogs? Well, actually, contrary to the general belief, uh, poinsettias are not very toxic. Although uh, their ingestion may cause uh, mouth irritation, maybe some vomiting, and the skin allergy, but usually is mild. So, I mean, and that's the one thing that you see. You have the school kids selling the poinsettias. 
you know, and this year they introduced a pink point set is very early at the end of October at uh, at some of the home stores. Yeah, I think it's really good to note that they're dangerous, but they're not terribly dangerous where you should get right. concerned about more mortality, but some morbidity. Right. I mean, maybe you want to put them up so your dog can't reach them. But the thing is, if you have a cat, you know, cats climb up on tables and things like that. So yeah. I think you just have to think, think about where you're going to put a plant like that, you know, where you place any plant. Yeah, of course. I love Christmas trees. I always have. Should we be cognizant about our pets ingesting Christmas tree branches, needles, et cetera? Because, you know, even if you have the tree, of course, there are little needles all over the floor, right? Yes, actually, uh, Christmas trees can cause uh, danger to pets. First, they need to be secured. Uh, uh, they may fall down and actually injure uh, dogs and cats. Uh, also, ingestion of the branches or even the ornaments on the tree can cause irritation and gastrointestinal upset signs and sometimes actually obstruction and the mechanical obstruction, which in some cases can be serious. Uh, the water also of this, uh, uh, the water may also have fertilizers and these fertilizers can, can also cause uh, vomiting and diarrhea and gastrointestinal signs as well. Uh, so it also depends on the type of the Christmas tree. Some are, uh, can be more irritating than others. The ones that are less irritating will be something like firs and spruce. The others are more irritating. So firs and spruces are less irritating. That's actually really good to know because mm -hmm. I'm going to tell my other master gardeners that firs and spruces are less irritating than the balsams and the other ones. The pine you know, and the cypress. And the Fraser and the Frasers and everything like that. Yeah, you I think. I think one of the other things that happens is that the Christmas tree retailers, don't they sometimes use spray to on the trees to preserve, preserve them more so that they last longer? And isn't that dangerous, too? That, that is uh, true. That is correct. Uh, any chemicals uh, or spraying the trees uh, can also cause uh, uh, toxic effects. Well, you know, one of the things that I have done for years um, and, and I got my tree Thanksgiving weekend, uh, and it was mailed from Canada because it's the easiest way to get a tree now instead of, because by the time you get to the home centers, the tree, well, number one, there's a shortage of Christmas trees. So, um, so my tree was sent in the mail, but one thing I always do with my tree is I put up an X pen around the tree. And I started to do that because I did it with my birdcage. I, I have an eclectus parrot, Hido, and we have a tall cage, but he eats a lot of fresh food. So I put an X pen around the birdcage and I started doing the same thing around the Christmas tree and it helps. And the other thing is decorate high up so that you're not going to have the temptation where your dog can, you know, get the ornaments. Now your suggestion. Yeah. Your situation was different because we've heard about Budgie the cat for over many, many years who knocked down the Christmas tree yep. and you're, you know, it's funny. We always talk about that, but you know, Dr. Shockery brought up a good point. Fudgy never got hurt and neither did your dogs. No. When the Christmas tree fell down, just our feelings and a lot of extra work and some extra expense, <laughs> but you learned your lesson, right? With fish wire. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so no more falling Christmas trees. Okay. 
So, Doctor, what about Holly and my favorite mistletoe? How does it affect pets if ingested? Actually, Holly and mistletoe are considered toxic. And they, uh, it depends, so their clinical signs depend on the amount of exposure. Uh, they also can cause GI signs at low levels, but high levels can cause uh, uh, heart and blood pressure problems and even seizures. Uh, mistletoe actually, uh, case death has been reported in pets due to uh, ingestion of large amounts of mistletoe species. Wow. So maybe it might be a good idea if you have pets to get <laughs> bow plants around Christmas time. Or have high ceilings so that when you hang the mistletoe, it's up way high where they. Yeah, but you have to really to make it. sure it's 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 hung and it's and not going to and secure down. I mean, and then you also have to think about what happens when you take it down or if it dries out and then some of the little leaves fall down. I think it's just one of those things you have to be careful, you know, I mean, either way, whether it's real or whether it's fake. I mean, if it's fake, they might ingest it anyway as well. Right, Dr. Shockery? That is correct. Even fake plants, uh, dogs especially can eat anything. (laughs) 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 And that can cause serious problems sometimes. Dr. Shockery, we're up against a break. So hang on with us and, and come back and we'll pick up the conversation in our next segment. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. Brushing your dog's teeth can be expensive. And brushing teeth can be an absolute chore. It's so difficult. And I'm not going to tell you a tale because both are necessary to maintain a dog's healthy mouth. But to supplement my pet's dental care regime, I use Loving Pets products, tooth sticks. These affordable U.S. maiden source dog treats help maintain a clean mouth, fresh breath, and stimulate gums. Online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about Loving Pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. So thank you, Loving Pets, another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. Hey, it's Dr. Michael Fleck back with you here on the Pet Buzz. We're kicking off football. We're kicking off the fall season. Just because the temps are falling, don't drop the ball on your pet's flea and tick protection. Fleas and ticks have a rugged defense against the elements. So stay online, man. Fall is not the time to fumble your responsibilities. Score a touchdown with your pet and make an extra point to keep your pets healthy and safe from fleas and tick this football, I mean, fall season. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? 
EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. We're back on the pet buzz. Dr. Shockery, are there other plants that we have that we have in our house that we you know, need to be worried about this time of the year? Well, actually, uh, uh, things like they have Christmas as part of them. Christmas calancho, uh, Christmas rose, uh, also cyclamen, uh, paper white narcissus, amaryllis. All these plants are actually toxic plants. And the most toxic of them is narcissus, daffodil. You know, it's funny because one of the things that's always left in Walmart and some of the other and Lowe's and uh, Home Depot is a lot of times people don't know what to get you. And if they know you're a gardener, they'll run in and they'll get you one of those Christmas amaryllis because they're in a container and they wrap them up really nicely. So it's like, oh, here, thanks so much for the gift. You know, it's one of those I had to give something when I stopped at your house. But I mean, it's true. And to be honest with you, I didn't even bring it in the house. I left it outside on the patio and left it with some others. And it bloomed beautifully, but it was not in the house because I just didn't. I mean, I just didn't want to take the chance. Yeah. What if you're suspicious that your your pet has ingested some dangerous holiday plant? What what should a pet owner do? Well, it actually, it all depends on uh, if the animal is showing clinical signs or not. And it depends on what plant. And if 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 you if 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 your pet shows clinical signs, uh, the best uh, first aid is usually to transfer the pet and a specimen of the plant to the nearest veterinary hospital, just in case. Just in case, and then yeah, I mean it's a lot. Well, I tell you what, uh, this is this is all tremendous advice. It is because it's so common. I mean, we always think we have to, you know, adorn our house with all these great plants. And, and I mean, I'm not saying you can't. You just have to be careful. You know what I mean? If you want to have plants, put them up really high if you have any sconces or anything like that. But, you know, also be careful because there are falling leaves. You just need to be careful. You know, the other thing is if you do have a friend and you plan on bringing them a Christmas plant, maybe you shouldn't. I mean, I always think it's a great idea to have that ASPCA app, you know, and look up the plants, right? Or any, you have an app, you have like a, a website, Dr. Shocker, with all the plants. Yes, listed, I right? do have a website uh, on the Rose University website. And, and give us that URL so we know what that is. Uh, Rose University School of Veterinary Medicine uh, website. And then you see uh, the, uh, under my name, and then you see the toxic garden. Website. The toxic garden. Oh, I like that. I, you know, I've been you, I've been looking at that because with the plants that yeah. I have in the yard, I mean, I, you know, I, my yard is pretty much Florida friendly now. So I have a lot of native plants, but still, you still have to be careful um, that the yeah, your dogs and cats, cats don't get into it. Right. You know, right. and I think that's really important. Or if people bring other, you know, guests are coming and they they're their pets might not be as well behaved. So, I mean, you know, the holidays real, like I said, the holidays are really, they can be dangerous for pets and cost you a lot of money. Wow. 
and they can and it, and discomfort for your pet. Well, you see it in your practice. Unfortunately, right? I do. Around the holidays, it's awful. But Dr. Shakri, thank you again for joining us and providing this great, it's valuable information for our pet listeners. Uh, thank you very much for having me. You know, I always like having Dr. Shakri here on the show. And I think it's really important. I mean, we generally have him twice a year. We generally have him at Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about not only the Easter plants, but some of the things people start putting in the ground, like tulips, mm-hmm. you know, hyacinths and things like that. And I think it's just really, really important to have somebody of his expertise and also not only talk about the plants, identify them, but talk about what could possibly happen once you're your pet and just these plants. Well, just to review, the holiday season brings potential dangers for our pets, but with a little effort, you know, you guys out there can keep them safe. If you do choose to bring any of these plants into your home, you have to be very careful about where you're placing them and recognize that even if you have them, your pets could still be at risk. Uh, And then if your cat is a plant chewer, you'll probably be better off choosing artificial plants over the real thing, but recognize that they can cause some hazards. But if your cat or dog does manage to ingest any part of the holiday plants, call your veterinarian or poison control immediately to find out what you should do to minimize the damage. The number for the ASPCA Poison Control Center is 1-888-426- Four four three five. It's open 24 hours a day. And just to remind you, the fee is $75 and they only take credit cards. Dr. Shockery, it's always a pleasure having you. And we'll, we'll have you back. I mean, what, let us know what you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to be back. I, 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 I feel now I'm part of the pit bus. <laughs> you are. You know, we, all, we always say that we have dream team members, and I totally believe that you're one of our dream You're one of our dream team members. You're one members. of our dream team members. That's good. Happy I, holidays, guys. I was about to say that. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Don't, eat too, don't eat too much turkey. Brace yourselves for big news. We're going to the place where all the action is. It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited. You ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Well, Kamora Lee Simmons, known for her lavish spending in reality show, Kamora Life in the Fab Lane. And besides that, she's the former raw wife of Russell Simmons, entrepreneur, record executive writer, film producer then she was the girlfriend and baby mama of the actor remember that blood diamond actor who was with leonardo DiCaprio, Dimon Poussin is a great actor and now she's got a husband a financier she's got two kids with him i mean people know kimura she's out there anyway i was really surprised kimura is so fastidious and so all put together that she would actually adopt a dog that wasn't a small little Pomeranian. So she has a really good friend who got her to foster a German shepherd Hmm. that was on a kill list at a local shelter. The dog's name originally was Tiffany and the family changed the name. And now the dog is named Tokyo. Kimura is Asian. Her mother's Korean. Her father was African-American. They met when her father was overseas in the army. But anyway, it's really ironic because I don't know if you remember that movie, Oh, Tokyo Drifter. Mm-mm. It's a 1966 
Yakuza movie. It's basically a Japanese mafia movie about a hitman who was forced to be on the run. Hmm. But now this dog has a home. It's going to live with her. So I don't know why she called it the Tokyo Drifter. Anyway, what's really interesting to me is that I find, and I don't know if you've been seeing this, Dr. Fleck, Kamora's family plans to adopt Tokyo, but they're actually doing a foster to adopt program, which typically means that there's a trial-like period so that the dog and the family can get to know each other and make sure it's a good fit for both of them. So hopefully, Kamora and her family adopt Tokyo. And, you know, we want to congratulate them and wish them the best of luck. But don't you think you're going to see more people doing this foster to adopt? And do you think that shelters are going to encourage that? I don't know if the shelters are encouraging it, but it's it's happening now. I see it more and more every day in the practice. For the rescue groups, I think, are the ones that are promoting that mm-hmm. more than what the shelter does. I think that they're designed to be able to do that better. The shelters could make that a program. I mean, I personally think it's a good program because I do a, too. there's two types of people, people who want to help the animals, but can't keep an animal on the long term. So I think foster to adopt is a great way to be able to try each other out. And notice I say try each other out. I think it's a good option. Yeah, that should be available. You are listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look. ThePetBuzz.com. Hey, it's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that most dogs suffer from periodontal disease by the time they're three years old? By giving your dog Loving Pets products two sticks, your pet will give you the freshest and mintiest kisses. These multi-purpose treats are made and sourced in the United States, ensuring that you are giving your dog the best and safest option for his enjoyment and his health. Online at shoplp.com. Thank you, Loving Pets. Another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. So, Doc! What's up, Doc? Last night, you and I were going out to dinner at an Outback. We like the Outback, don't we? Yes. And we like it because after we don't eat all the food, we could cut it up and give the steak to the dog. Yes. So we were talking about... Which I um, did. Right. We're talking about aging pets. And you were telling me about a trend that you've been seeing. What's that about? What's up, Doc? It's a trend. It hasn't got scientific input yet, but it's something that I've seen that was really heightened during the COVID time. Sure. During the pandemic. Well, we're still in the pandemic, supposedly. So I think what, what one has to recognize is that Dr. Fleck and other veterinarians have been seeing pets that have been coming in at the ages, let's say, of eight, nine, 10 years of age. Uh-huh. And, and people are coming in with, with not necessarily bizarre symptoms, but something where, gee, your pet just isn't right. Didn't eat. It's not eating right. Or sure. It had it passed a couple of loose stools over the last week or it. Just, yeah, we get the picture. The, yeah. Yes. Things just aren't, <laughs> aren't, aren't the way that it normally is. And, and people are questioning, well, what's wrong with my pet? And to their credit, most people are taking their pet to the veterinarian to have it analyzed. Now, in many instances, what we have to understand is that. And we forget about this is that an eight, nine, 10-year-old pet 
is not an eight, nine, ten-year-old child. It becomes a middle age to a later age pet. And if we think about middle or later age people, that's when they really start having changes in their their body, their physiology, and have medical issues. Sure. I mean, I, I guess you can equate this to two things. I mean, people are saying that they're spending more time at home since the pandemic. Yes. So they notice changes in their pets. But it's beyond that. And I've always said, like, the downslope happens at four zero at 40. All of a sudden, you know, you have problems sleeping all of a sudden. Except for Tom Brady. Well, yeah, but, you know, maybe he sp- spends his days in isolation in one of those like, you know, yeah, yeah, machines yeah, yeah, where they yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. give them blood transfusions sure. or whatever. Atomizing. But I mean, you know, I think you just realize that a certain part of you, you're, you just realize you're like getting older. And you feel your body, you don't sleep as much, you know, you're you're you can't lose weight like you used to. You can't work out. Maybe you get in and out of the car and you like creak, you know, or your your hip pops out. You know what I mean? So I think that you could become deaf or you start to listen to your body and being able to spend more time at home. You see those changes. Right. But I guess for my question to you is. You got to act on them, right? If you see your pet changing. And, and when you when the pet goes to the veterinarian and the and the veterinarian makes an evaluation and everything seems to be healthy. Yeah. Um, and you mean like like the, the toolbox, like the things you what kind of things, you know, the blood tests and stuff. It, like that. It is. But at the same time, veterinarians have to become more aware and they are becoming more aware uh-huh. that people are monitoring their pet because that pet is part of the family sure. more than what it has. Been. Okay. And that there are changes that we now have to start making recommendations and we have to look at the pocketbook at the same time. We have to start making recommendations that are going to help promote the health because real honestly, we live 80, 90 years. Sure. But our pets, if they live 20 years is a long that's time. So, and that's very you but what we want to do and what people are recognizing and becoming fearful of is that is the end drawing near at 10, 11 years of age? It doesn't have to be. Or it, it could even be, depending on the breed, eight years of age or four, six years of have age. Have a Great Dane, for example. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking about. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's a combination of recognizing. And that's where we get to the crux of this. Your pet is not a mini me. I mean, you love it. You share your lifestyle with it. But I mean, like Ty, our dog is a perfect example. Yes. You know, Ty traveled all over the United States and people now are now are finding out from booking TV segments that he's passed on. But I remember like that first time that you and I noticed he's not the same. And then we went through another segment where he wasn't moving. The mobility was affected. And then we went through a third stage where we recognized that he had CCD, canine cognitive dysfunction. Right. Absolutely. And then we realized. A few weeks before he passed on. That we it was like another downhill type of situation. And and. What I'm trying to promote here is that people, you know, we've heard veterinarians say in the past and some of their education will come as your dog or your, your pet, dogs and cats, as they as they mature, 
we do a wellness exam every year and maybe you should do blood work and maybe you should do dental care. Uh, and lots of times I think that the pet owner thought that it was just a financial thing. And there's certainly a financial approach that goes along with that. And it may not need all of that, but it does definitely need to have a wellness exam and that conversation so that we can find the best way, the best way as, as a veterinarian, as the keeper of the health for your pet, to, to make sure that there's, there's things that you can do within your financial makeup that promotes that pet to live a quality of life. All right. Two, three years longer than maybe what it would do if you didn't. Have well, I want that. to comment on a few things that you said. So the first thing I want to comment on is the money factor. So here's the reality. And people need to wake up. Businesses are in business to make money. OK, that's Absolutely. right. OK, so just like a lawyer, just like a dog groomer or your stockbroker, veterinarians have a business and they have to make money. They have to cover their expenses. And the point of owning a business is to make money. So I get sick and tired of people discussing, well, everything costs too much money. Now, some vets, like some other, they're bad apples in every profession. Absolutely. Some people charge a lot more, but that's not for me to question because I don't know where they live and what they do. Okay. But at the same point, it, this discussion makes you realize because you have that change, that immediate change, like with a younger person, it's not an immediate change. With an older dog, right? Or an yes. older person, it's an immediate change. And that's why it's really important to hit the veterinarian more than once a year when you do have an aging dog. And they're all, you know, you can go on Google, you can listen to the show. There's so many things you can do to save money. Okay. For example, you could brush your pet's own teeth and then not have to spend $600 or more to get a dental cleaning, right? And, and have the risk of putting them under general and, anesthetic. Right. Okay. Another great point, which on top, you know, which is part of that average, you know, dental cleaning. Right. I mean, 600 these days is kind of low where dental cleanings are costing up to a thousand dollars. I mean, you can groom your own pet and learn how to clip it or bathe it so you can save money on it. So there are ways to save money. But I guess the point that we're making is that you have to recognize that if you have a pet that is seven or eight years old, things are going to change and they're going to change drastically and that you need to be aware, right? And you need to be able to check in with that pet and notice the changes. That's why we're having this discussion together because we're both pet owners, but I'm the veterinarian. Yes. I'm, I'm the health provider. What you're suggesting is people have to start becoming aware uh -huh. as their pets are maturing. Like, and I, I make that comparison with the kids. If the kids are eight or nine or 10 years old, you still don't think about them having any issues, but an eight or nine or 10 year old pet is like your parents as they're maturing. So we do start thinking more of their health care and how they want to, how we want them to have a quality right. of life. And I, I think that's why you need to check in. You need to like check say, in. I gotta take the time now. You know, so I noticed something is not right. Take the time now, spend a day or two and notice what that pet's doing. Is he looking off in space? Is he not getting up? Is your cat not grooming himself as much? And, and you know, when we talk about the financial part of it and there's changes financially, it progresses and everything. Yeah, sure. Just go to the grocery store. But <laughs> I'm buying chicken. But, good point. But the point is, is that I think when you start thinking of your parents and their needs, you put a little financial pocketbook for that. You really do have to put a little financial pocketbook 
for that member of the family now, that sure. four-legged member of the family. And it doesn't have to be extraordinary. They're so important for us. Our pets are so important. We need to start acting and becoming aware of their needs when they're beginning to go through those changes, changes. and you'll recognize right. it. Great discussion, Dr. Fleck. Absolutely great discussion. What's up, Doc? Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that humans can give COVID to their dogs and cats? I got the shots to protect myself, others, and my dogs, Morrow, Wally, Hammy, and Church, as well as my cat, Hayden. My pets are my family, and I want to keep them safe. I encourage you to get the COVID-19 shot and the boosters. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers! I want the truth! So, Dr. Fleck, what's the topic for today? Well, today we're going to be talking about paw care. Oh, that's a good topic. So, depending upon where you live, many people have gotten out those coats, sweaters, snowsuits to keep their pet warm. But a lot of pet parents forget about paw care. We don't have to worry about those snowsuits. I like that. (laughs) So what do you think we should know about Paul? I mean, I think it's great that you brought it up because I think it's part of the preparation for the wintertime and all the snow. So what do we need to know? And we know that because we both came from that kind (laughs) of a climate. Sure. So during the wintertime, your dog's paws can take a beating with all the snow, ice, salt on all the sidewalk and over all the cold weather. And we remember that. When we had our pets living in the north, mm-hmm. cold, sure, miserable areas, it's important. You're making everyone feel bad who doesn't live in Florida. That's we've the got, problem. Well, wait a second. We've got listeners all over the country. We've got we've got listeners from your old hometown in Kalamazoo. So we don't want to make them feel bad. Well, they could come down and visit for a while then for okay. the winter. Okay. So anyway, it's important to protect their paw pads as they don't have protection like we do. When we wear shoes, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. Okay. So fortunately, there are several ways to protect your dog's paws this winter. Okay. So give us some ideas. Well, booties. Makes sense, right? Booties. Yeah, booties are a great option. They're a great option to keep your pup's paws covered during the winter months. Booties are an effective way to protect your canine's paws because they offer warmth, full coverage, and are really kind of durable. Mm-hmm. So to find your dog's right size, just measure from the heel to the tip of the toenail. But not all dogs love booties, as we know. Yeah. And you really need to train your dog to, to wear them if you can. Buy the booties. Leash up your dog and practice in the house before taking him out for the first time in the booties to that deep snow. I think that's a really great idea because so many times people take the dogs out with the booties on they're not comfortable wearing them and guess what then they spend 20 minutes looking for the lost booty what do we always say snow what do we always say practice makes makes perfect perfect. okay so what other tips so if booties aren't for you and your dog consider this before walking on the snow or ice rub some paw balm on your dog's paw pads This will minimize the dry skin and damage salt can cause. 
and the cuts that it can cause too. Make sure to reapply the balm after returning from the walks. Having paw balm on hand is a good way to keep their paws soft and supple during the cold months. You can find it at your favorite pet store or on online pet retailers. So what about washing your pet's paws? It's a must. You got to do that. After taking your dog out for a walk, wash off your dog's paws with lukewarm water and some soothing pet shampoo or spray if he or she is not wearing the boots. This will minimize any damage from salt, ice, or other residue that she or he may have stepped on on or during the stroll. And don't forget to rinse paws, towel dry, and apply some paw balm to keep those paw pads in great conditions. Additionally, keep nails clipped as well as the hair clipped around the toenails and paw pads. That's the feathering. Sure. And that's the reverse side of the paw pad because a lot of stuff, if there's too much hair, gets stuck in there like salt. And if they're and if they're out in the snow and the ice, it'll freeze. Yeah. Anything else, Dr. Fleck? That's all the Flex Facts for the week. Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus. Plus. Okay, so one of the most beloved traditions of the season is to take photos with Santa. And that option is also available for pets. So joining us today to discuss pet pics with Santa is Chris Landrew, Vice President of Marketing and Communications at Cherry Hill Programs. Welcome to the Pet Buzz, Chris. Oh, thanks, Charlotte. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. So Chris, why do pet parents want to take uh, take advantage of uh, getting their pets photographed with Santa Claus? Well, you know, um, we all love pets. I'm a dog mom myself, and I can say that they're literally the foundation of love um, in our family. They're part of our families, um, and we love the opportunity to capture that magic of their love so we can celebrate their wonderful experiences of Santa again and again every year. I love that. I love getting pictures with Santa. I mean, it's so much fun. And I love to show all my friends when they come over for my Christmas party, my recent pet pics for the year with Santa. So um, what pets are being photographed with Santa? Other than dogs and cats, of course. Yes, we get lots of dogs and cats and we do love those. But we've actually seen even cows, large barn animals come in. We don't recommend it because it can get a little messy. Um, But we love all the animals. So if you've got a gerbil, we've seen it, bring it. Um, Anything and everything. We believe that all pets are welcome and should capture the Santa magic. Well, you know, it's so funny because I've heard you've had cows and llamas get photographed. And I think so many times we forget that pets are more than just our dogs and cats. You know, I mean, you hear about people with peacocks as pets and 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 has anybody ever brought a fish, by the way? And I don't know. And that was funny that you say that. I was actually thinking, 
how cute would it be to just say, here's my Peter the goldfish? <laughs> exactly. That's great. So, you know, if someone does that this year at a pet event, I hope that they tag us so we can highlight that. I think that would be fantastic and just really fun. I mean, actually fun to look at. I mean, taking pictures of the fish and the bowl must be a little difficult for the photographer, but I know you guys at Cherry Hill can get it done. So, you know, we're kind of slowly moving out of the pandemic. So what's different about photos with Santa this year versus last year? Well, we have a lot more in-person pet night events. Um, we're super excited that we've expanded um, to, to many more participating locations. You can find the um, all of the dates and the locations at petnight.createholidaymagic.com. We've also partnered with the Humane Society of the United States um, to support their strong mission and organization um, by accepting donations during the pet night events at those locations. Um, and we're super excited that we get to um, continue to supporting animal loving organizations that we did not get to in years past. That's great. I mean, it's great to be back in person and actually getting that photo. And, and really, it gets you all excited when you're online waiting for your photo with Santa. So I think it's great to have in-person events. So for those who might not want to venture out just yet or they're waiting because it's kind of late to get an appointment and, you know, these photo opportunities fill up so quickly, the virtual option, is that still available? And can you discuss it a bit? Absolutely. We actually expanded our virtual photo with Santa um, for pets specifically. So at createholidaymagic.com, we have my photo pets and there's over 35 different backgrounds um, that are festive themes that are built with pets in mind. So there might be a doghouse or a Frisbee in the air that you can insert your pet catching it. Um, but there's also opportunities for cats and all those diversified animals that we love as pets. Um, even even a, a section where you can put your goldfish in there, honestly. Um, so yes, we have lots of virtual opportunities and those are so easy to do from anywhere. Um, it's also a really great opportunity to capture those animals that are no longer with us that might have crossed the rainbow bridge and celebrate them um, even in the season now. Um, it's a great way to bring them into your holiday season without having them here with you. You know, that's great because during the pandemic, I lost four of my dogs. So yeah, I, I definitely think I'm going to take advantage of that virtual opportunity because I still, they have a strong place in my heart and I love to display photos of my pets. Oh. It's a great way to decorate your tree um, or, you know, cards around the house or just framing them. But yes, no, I definitely think that's important that we remember those, those animals that changed our lives. And on that note, Chris, we're going to take a break. We want to hear more. Can you stick around for another segment? Absolutely. I sure can. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know all our listeners love their pets, but one of our proud supporters loves pets so much, they put it in their name. I'm talking about Loving Pets, online at shoplp.com. They focus on healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets, and they're manufactured right here in the USA. And one of our favorites is their Tooth Sticks. It's a daily dental treat that helps massage gums, removes tartar, and freshens breath. It's a healthy treat that's not going to break the bank. Here at the Pet Buzz, we know you're looking for healthy, high-quality, and affordable treats for your pets. So think Loving Pets online at shoplp.com. And we've also posted special information about Loving Pets and how you can save even more money on our website, thepetbuzz.com. 
So thank you, loving pets. Another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz. So I'm back with Chris Landroop, the vice president of communications and marketing at Cherry Hill Programs. And I'm glad that she's here talking about pet picks with Santa. Don't wait. Go and sign up now um, because you want to make sure you get that magical moment with your dog and Santa Claus. Um, Talk a little bit about the cost of the uh, photographic experience with Santa. How expensive is it? You know, we have several different packages um, that are available to meet your needs. Um, The the, um, moment to remember our package A It's a top package. It comes with all of the digital images that you can download and also um, access to an online gift shop. So if you wanted to turn your Santa photos into an ornament or a coffee mug um, or, you know, share his gifts, that is connected to that package A. It also comes with multiple photo prints um, as well as a 2021 limited edition postcard. Um, In the complete photo experience, that package is $49.99. Very reasonable, um, very reasonable. And then just absolutely. really quickly, what's the le- what's the, um, I guess, less expensive package? Yes, we go down to thirty four ninety nine. OK, so between thirty five and about fifty dollars. So, OK, I think that's that's and you tend to get a lot. And then the option to have the digital, you can always send Grammy a picture of her for grandbabies if she can't be there. So talk about I mean, I, you know, I'm now I'm getting all excited about getting my new puppy church, getting him to get a photo with Santa Claus. Churchy, do you want to get a photo with Santa Claus? He says he does. Okay. Um, so what else is new at Cherry Hill? You guys are always trying to do so much more for pets and their owners. What else is happening? Um, well, we um, have recently launched a new project called the Holiday Magic Village. Um, and it is a combination of the Grinch and Santa We're doing it at select locations across the country this season to test it out, to see if it's the best experience for pets next next season. So though we're not offering pet nights, we are really excited about the new experience. We wanted to make sure that the pets didn't respond poorly to the Grinch because he can be a little bit scarier than the jolly old St. Nick. Um, So we're going to bring pets around and see what it looks like. But we're hoping in 2022 to be able to bring pet nights with Grinch as well as Santa. And you're also doing some more pet experiences for photos throughout the year, correct? Yes, we are adding um, additional pet nights for Bunny um, during our Bunny Magic season to celebrate the Easter holiday, as well as doing um, Easter Bunny My Photo, the virtual photo opportunities for pets specifically as well. Awesome. Well, Chris, before you depart, give us your website so pet parents can schedule photo sessions with old St. Nick. Yes, absolutely. Petnight.createholidaymagic.com. And then all of the reservations to pre-book your experience and pre-purchase your photo package, whereissanta.com. Awesome. I hope you share all of your cute Santa photos with church. I I need to see it. And, you know, I like to dress them up. They have matching outfits. And then I, if there's like blue, one year it was all, they were all dressed in blue. They had snowflake sweaters on. And then I had a blue sweater on. So this year I got to figure out what we're going to do. I think, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking we might do pajamas this year. I was going to suggest PJs. Um, We're actually doing a separate human event for PJ magic. 
Um, but they do coincide with some of our pet nights. So I totally, totally support that. Please put church in some PJs with a little uh, button back pouch. <laughs> Great. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. It was really a pleasure to have you and just really a time honored tradition. We just have to get those pet pics with Santa. Yes. Capture the magic. Celebrate it forever. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Hey, it's Dr. Mike Fleck back with you here on The Pet Buzz. With the popular movement to save our environment, our precious beef, and especially our barbecued steaks, may be in line for extinction. According to current biology, cows don't make an effort to restrict their urine to any one particular place. The article also confirms that cow's pee is a greenhouse gas, maybe 300 times more potent than carbon monoxide and 10 times more than methane. So University of Auckland in New Zealand to the rescue. They taught cows to be potty trained and use a latrine instead of the pasture. So in the future, mobile toilets in the pasture might become as visible as windmills. Contain the pee, neutralize the greenhouse gas, and hooray, we keep our stinks. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. I always love global pet news because it really gives me some ideas of how other people in the world think, don't you think, Dr. Fuck? Mm-hmm. So let me tell you the story. So early in the month, thousands of people showed interest in adopting a Shiba Inu that was abandoned at a pet hotel in Beijing for eight years. It's totally crazy. So the male dog, his name was Deng Deng, and he was left by his owner in 2014. So the owner paid for a year of foster care because he traveled a lot. So during the time that he paid for the dog care for the year, he took the dog home once and then dropped the dog off again. Okay. And then he left again, but his trip was extended. He couldn't take the dog with him on his foreign travels because it's so expensive to travel with a dog from China to anywhere else. And I believe this guy was going to Australia, United States. By 2017, now the dog got dropped off there in 2014, 2017, the training center where the dog stayed decided to sue him. So after one year, he still failed to pick up the dog or pay any additional fees that a court ordered him to pay for the dog. However, he never answered the phone, responded to any letters. So they decided to put the puppy up for auction in 2018. Okay. So shortly before the auction, it got so much widespread media attention that he ended up calling the court from overseas, saying he made a mistake. He said he couldn't find the phone number and he promised to pay his debts. (sighs) So you know what the Chinese did? They actually put him on a list, like an undesirable list, which meant you can't buy a home or any luxury goods because you've got the status, which is totally crazy. Okay, so he pays for the dog for these three years of service that he has. And guess what? He never picks up the dog. So fast forward to now, dog is now eight years old. They're going to put him up for auction because they couldn't locate the owner again. They put an advertisement up accompanying videos. It totally went viral on a Chinese social networking site called Weibo, 
where so many people said, oh, my God, they love the dog. They feel bad for him. And here's the thing, because there are such stringent methods in China right now about being able to go out, most people have been staying in their house and live streaming is really one way for people to communicate. Well, so many people saw this dog. Now, here's another auction set up. The dog was listed for $78, okay? And the auction was only supposed to be 24 hours. They extended the auction to 25 hours. They got 480 bidders. Guess how much they sold the dog for? I don't know. $25,000. That's US, okay? And one of the reasons they think that the dog went for so much money, because you've heard of dog coin, you know, the cryptocurrency, there's a Shiba coin. And Ian Musk, you know, the gazillionaire, billionaire guy, he is a Shiba Inu, and he's a big proponent of dog coin. So they think a lot of people are really interested in the Shiba Inu coin. So that's why it also helped gain popularity. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, it just goes to show you and everywhere you find everywhere globally, we all love pets, love pets and have a need to love them, to love them. And also people care about their plights. There are people everywhere. We hear this all the time, all over the world who care about the plight of pets. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Well, Dr. Fleck, you know what time it is? What? I can wrap the show. Really? Yeah. Already? Yep. Okay. Okay. So next week we have talking about employee pet. It's a job board dedicated for pet lovers looking for jobs. We're going to talk about holiday gifts and the winner of the national dog show is going to be here with us. Oh, really? Yes, she is. How do you know it's a she? Can't tell you anything else. Okay. And of course, we got to throw in a little pet travel because it's the holiday time. We would really like to thank Dr. Ibram Shakri and Chris Landrup. And of course, we always have to thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. And of course, we have to thank Loving Pet Products, who make made and sourced in the USA and affordable treats for pets throughout the world. Most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you Take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus, the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So, I'm kind of new here, but I've noticed a trend. My human does this funny thing where she goes around and gets all my toys, and then she hides them in that basket by the door. You know, but it's always the same basket, and it's always in the, in the same place. And then she acts so surprised when I find them, but, you know, she's putting them in the same basket. Again. It's like, hello, this is where you put it last time. You were the worst at hide-and-go-seek. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. 
A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt.